Hi everyone and welcome to the Private Practice with Soul podcast. This is the first podcast for counsellors that just don't align with the traditional approaches to business and that want to use their spiritual gifts, talents and interests to create, you guessed it, a private practice with soul. So look, leave it to me to provide you with everything you need, including strategies that you can use to increase your income, reduce your workload and of course increase inquiries and referrals to your beautiful soul-led private practice. I love it so much. If you haven't done it already, grab your journal, grab your pen and let's begin. Welcome to another episode of the Private Practice with Soul podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Brooklyn Storm, and it's such an honor to be here today and so, so, so happy. Oh, by the way, I'm flying solo today. Buddy is having a sleep. He's gone back to bed um, because he was having a little bit of trouble not biting the desk. So he's having a little bit of time out to reflect on his behavior. Um, (laughs) But he is doing so, 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 so well. He's um, also going on a big outing later on today. So he needs to have a sleep now. So he's got all the energy to really enjoy his little adventure later on. So, 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 so excited. And guess what? He's coming when he's called now, which is so good. Oh, little buddy. And when he goes to sleep. So for those of you who don't know, buddy is my Cavalier Cross Maltese. But um, yeah, and now when he goes to sleep, he's been really good in the morning, like when he wakes up. He's just, he's an angel. He's like, I'm so happy with buddy. Um, the other thing that I wanted to say too was... I am loving Master Resale Rights. By the way, this is not what we're talking about today. I'm just giving you a quick rundown of what's been happening in my world before we get to the actual podcast. So um, I came across this concept of Master Resale Rights in the last couple of months. And as you know, from the last episode, I thought, hey, I want to do Master Resale Rights. Why can't I be creating those courses? So last week, or no, it was this week, I made a manifesting course and it's got such good tools in it. It's so good and the good thing about it is not only is the course good and it's powerful and it's effective and all those kinds of things but when you buy it you also get a license that allows you to resell my course as yours you just go in you make it your own you change your colors the graphics the fonts whatever put your logo on it and then you can sell it you could put it on your website on etsy on amazon on pinterest on all the places you could sell it in your stories on facebook and instagram you could sell it to your email list you could oh Anyway, I'm so excited about it. Like I've been really in flow about it. And even last week I made a different product, which I called um, the Heart Resilience course or the Heart Resilience program. And that's all about being resilient, uh, being resilient, sorry. And uh, this morning I just thought, you know what, I'm going to turn that into an MM. MRR course as well and I'm going to let people sell that so this morning I went into that course and I added all templates so that they can have like the template to the workbook and they can make it their own or the graphics they need to sell it I made them 30 days of content um, so that they can just copy and paste the content into Canva make a pretty post and put it up like I've done all the work and it feels really exciting to be able to give people like a whole course that they can just then go and and sell because I feel like in Australia, um, you know, cost of living is increasing. People are saying, oh, I can't really afford this or or that. Bless me. 
right now and this is going to affect businesses and most of my listeners and most of my audience are women in business and they're mature women in business and I don't want them to be left high and dry because they don't have an income because they only were setting up their model to be doing the one-to-one work. So this is my way of supporting these women to future-proof their businesses by, you know, now before the crisis comes because I believe that, I don't know, there's probably going to be a second round or something. I don't know. I mean, no one saw COVID coming, but there are already hints and nudges and things like this that maybe something else is coming. So I just don't want you to have to worry about where your next dollar is coming from. So that's why I've made this MRR little bundle. So I've got a few of them now. There's three. Um, So there's one that teaches you how to market online. There's another one that teaches you about resilience. And then there's another one that um, is all about manifesting. And I'm open to suggestions. So um, yeah, if you're in my uh, membership, which is called The Makers, uh, you have access to these already. If you're not, then you can purchase them separately. If you don't want to be in my club, that's totally fine. You can purchase them separately. They are more expensive if you're not in the club, though. Just giving you a heads up there. Um, But you will make money from these if you use all of the things and and you like really stick to it the other thing that I did was I created a second Instagram account for myself which is a little bit daunting but it's been great because I know now what it feels like for all my lovely private practice owners to start their very first Instagram account (laughs) so today's day four yesterday was day three and I'm posting three times a day because I'm trying to train the algorithm So, and it's been hard to do that, but I'm doing it and I'm committed to doing it. I'm going to do this for 30 days and we'll just see what happens. Um, But, you know, it's hard to go into that new account and say no followers. (laughs) But anyway, that's totally fine. So I feel like a bit of a goose on there at the moment, but that's okay. That's okay. Um, I'm just doing it like this is my journey and here's what I've got and stuff like that. So anyway, um, it's all really exciting and I love it. And yeah, I just wanted to share that with you. So that's what I've been focusing on this week. But what we're going to focus on today is masculine and feminine energy in private practice because I had a couple of requests for this during the week and I thought, well, it's been a hot minute since we've done something. So yes, let's dive right in. And I'm going to really, if I can, Sorry, I feel like I'm getting a little bit of a throat infection or or something. I don't know. So I do have a cup of tea here, which is so funny, by the way, because guess what? My sister, she's the nurse, um, the nurse, she's a nurse, I mean, and she's head of nursing at a very big division of a very famous hospital here in Victoria. And um, I love it a bit. But she's very, very science-minded, right? She doesn't believe in all the stuff I believe in. We're very, we're like day and night, her and I. I believe there's a role for all of her stuff, but there's also a role for the stuff I believe in. And she believes there's not a role for my stuff, that I'm too far woo-woo. But anyway, uh, yeah, we were out and about um, yesterday and we were talking I was saying oh I think I've got a throat infection and everything and she was like oh yeah you should go and get some amoxyl or something like that and I was like no 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 no. I've got a tincture at home that's for cold and flu and it's got you know pepper and cloves and this and that and ginger and I 
was telling her all this. She was just like looking at me going, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, we'll see how you go with that. So <laughs> I feel like I've been able to stave off this throat infection for like, I've been feeling scratchy for about four or five days, <laughs> but it hasn't developed into anything yet. It's just like knocking on the door saying, if you stop looking after yourself, I'm coming for you. (laughs) So anyway, I've done that. I've done my meditation to like flush out anything that might not be good in my energy and my system and all that sort of stuff. I'm making sure I'm drinking loads of water. I'm getting good sleep, especially now Buddy's been so good in bed. Oh, little Buddy Bud. Um. Yeah, so I'm on a mission to kind of like show her that, yeah, my stuff works. (laughs) So anyway, I'm sitting here with a hot cup of that cold and flu tea right now and I may sip on it as we go along, but it does make me sneeze a bit because of the pepper that's in it. Okay, good. So back to the show, let's get started, okay? I want to talk with you about, in a really specific way, as it relates to the work of private practice and the work of therapy about masculine and feminine energy, right? So for those that are new, I'll just be super quick because I know that a lot of you have already listened to this and understand it. But for those who haven't, please go back and listen to previous episodes. Um, But just quickly, so you have context, there is a concept of what we call uh, masculine energy and feminine energy, also referred to as yin and yang. Now, Please don't be upset. It's not about whether you're born male or female or anything like that. These are just terms that are used to describe energy that have been around for centuries. Um, If you're, you know, it doesn't matter how you identify, you have both energies within you and both energies will be um, dominant at different points in your life or at um, different, in different areas of your private practice, for example, when you're running your business. And so we're going to use this lens today. This is the lens that I've been using for five years now to work with my private coaching clients and to run my groups and my memberships. This is the lens that I use to interpret everything now. So there are four types of energy. We have divine or sacred masculine, divine or sacred feminine, then we have wounded or shadow masculine and wounded or shadow feminine so um, the idea is that there's a dual nature of energy we're going to have the divine and the wounded we're going to have the masculine and the feminine okay so let's just quickly you know refresh our memory on the key characteristics for the divine masculine the divine masculine is about not only structure so it's really healthy energy it's about structure it's about logic it's about um, careful decision making planning um you know it, oh, did I say logic yes all those kinds of things direction having direction having goals right it's also about presence being really really present in the moment in the here and now being really grounded It's about consciousness, so that level of awareness, and it's about stability, okay? How it manifests in private practice looks like this. For example, creating a safe space for clients. It might also look like guiding the sessions that you have with your clients with a high level of clarity and direction. Now, this is really, really important because 
um, you know, just a real life example here about guiding sessions with clarity and direction. I want to relate this back to those of you who struggle to rebook a client, those of you who struggle because of your own mindset about, you know, oh, I don't want to push a client. Oh, I don't want to convince them. Oh, I don't want to sell a session. And you get all in your heads about it. But when you're operating in that healthy space, you're leading that conversation. And so the client wants you to lead. That's why they're there. So the healthy masculine would lead that conversation by saying, well, we've come to the end of the session now. Let's go ahead and book our next session, right? That's it. The The healthy um, masculine is all about looking ahead, getting that goal achieved, all those kinds of things, okay? You can still do it with grace, but that's what it's all about. And it's also about ethics, being very ethical, and of course, being grounded in your decision making. So making decisions from a place that makes you feel, you know, stable, secure, um, confident, those sorts of things, right? And there are so many ways that I'm sure you can probably imagine to cultivate and embrace divine masculine energy in the therapeutic setting. But I'll leave that to you to think about now and then move on to the wounded masculine energy. So the wounded masculine, um, in terms of definition and, and characteristics, is it can really look like domination, you know, um, uh, aggression, disconnection, rigidity dismissiveness competition but in an unhealthy way and also avoidance so this presents some potential pitfalls for us when we're thinking about the therapeutic work that we do Um, for example it could look like pushing clients too hard you know like really sort of giving them that that extra nudge when maybe it's not required or needed but it could also look like not respecting boundaries with your clients so maybe the way you speak with them or maybe the way you interact with them, maybe you connect with them on social, those kinds of things. It could also look like getting caught in power struggles with with clients um, or perhaps being overly authoritative, you know, um, being seen as I'm the, I know I'm the boss here. I'm the one with the knowledge here. I'm the one that went and got the masters here, not you. I'll tell you, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and if that's happened to you, you know, that's something to reflect on. It's good that it's in your awareness now. It's probably um, helpful to be aware of it so that you can, you know, uh, what do I want to say, realign. But, you know, really looking at um, yourself in terms of what's brought this on for you, this need to feel very authoritative, say, for example, in a session. Um you know, how can you personally heal and transform that wounded masculine trait for a healthier one, right? Again, just something to think about. And these are not things that you would do necessarily all the time in supervision, unless your supervisor is educated in the masculine and the feminine. Um, And I don't mean Google as the education either. Um, Okay, then we have uh, divine sacred feminine energy. So this looks like flow, it's intuition, it's receptivity, it's nurturing, compassion, it's emotional connection, okay? It's about relationships and, you know, in private practice, it looks like things like um, 
deep empathetic listening and understanding it looks like a zig into the client zag it looks like adapting to your client's needs and emotions and creating a really healing nurturing environment for them okay um, it's all about uh how can I make this person feel welcome, invited, at home? Um, you know, how can I make them feel like their cup is filling up? Uh, all of those sorts of things. It's really this very, very, almost like a mother archetype energy, right? It's beautiful. But when it's wounded, it looks very different. When it's a wounded feminine energy, what happens is we're in victimhood or we're being very passive or passive aggressive or the opposite. We're feeling very needy and very clingy. Um, there's manipulation. We have mood swings and we're overly sensitive to things, right? So in private practice, what that can look like is over identifying with clients that are struggling, you know, um, it can look like difficulty setting boundaries or perhaps being overly accommodating to clients. And we see this as well. Not that I want this all to be about money, but we see this as well with money, don't we? Like there are so many women running private practices or starting private practices that are overly accommodating. They originally only want to work during child school hours, for example, but they get a client who's like, well, I really do need to see you on Saturday mornings. And so that therapist will then say, oh, okay, then I'll see you on Saturday morning. Or there'll be other clients who are like, you know, needing all these payment plans and extensions of payment plans and goodness knows what. And it's just, it gets to the point where it's not healthy for you and it's not healthy for your client. That's what we mean by being overly accommodating in that wounded feminine energy. So lots of different ways that this shows up. And now let's look at this in terms of marketing because this is huge. Everybody is either at the moment, um, they're either looking for staff members or, or team members for their practices as they're beginning to expand or are they looking for clients? So there's a few different things that are going on at the moment um, with practices. So let's have a look at those. So when it comes to marketing, the wounded masculine energy looks like this, can be overly aggressive. So using high pressure tactics that actually end up resulting in potential clients feeling you know, like they're pushed away. Um, so high pressure sales tactics can include things like, and this might not feel high pressure to you, but certainly doing things like saying, you know, appointments available now and stuff like that, that kind of feels a little bit, oof, like you kind of want to take a step back when you see that. Um, the other thing is like limited time offers for counseling clients. I mean, they're vulnerable clients with mental health conditions. We don't want to be adding to their stress by saying they're only going to get this discount for a limited time, Right things like that. Um, another uh, feature is like dominance, always being the loudest voice in the room and overshadowing others. So sometimes we see this in our online communities. Um, there are some very strong voices in there. Um, and when you're the loudest voice in the room, sometimes people you know, will leave the room because they don't want to hear, they're sick of, of hearing it. That is not good marketing for you. Remember, I say, to you, I say this to you every episode, Everything you do is marketing, the way you dress, the way you speak, the way you conduct yourself online, the way you conduct yourself in person, 
It's not just about the logo and the website. Um, Also, there's lack of listening. And by that, I mean, when it comes to marketing, not taking feedback or not understanding the needs of your audience, thinking you know better and thinking that because you know what trauma is um, and you can do therapy speak about trauma, that um, you're just going to put all that on the website, force it on them and then wonder why they're not signing up, right? And somebody like me comes along and says, well, maybe instead of speaking like that and taking that approach, maybe we take a different approach, we dial it down a few notches, we don't talk about your qualifications, we don't talk about all the modalities that you use, we don't talk about the levels that you're at with your memberships or anything. How about we just talk to the website visitor as a real person for a second? And if you're in that wounded masculine energy, you're going to say, no, Brooklyn, I know better. I'm going to do it my own way. Thank you very much. Right. (laughs) Um, And what's going to happen? you still won't get clients and you'll be running around telling everybody that, you know, having a website is horrible or, you know, your marketing, marketing sucks and marketing doesn't work, but it's not that it doesn't. It's because you didn't listen and take on the feedback. So uh, we also have wounded feminine energy when it comes to marketing. And what that looks like is over passivity. So it's like failing to promote your practice out of fear or insecurity, right? So it's like avoidance, isn't it? I don't want to put myself out there because what if this happens or what if that happens or what if I'm not good enough or what if, what if, what if, what if, what if. Um, and then at the same time saying, I'm broke. I can't I can't get supervision right now. I can't do a membership right now. That's, you know, because I've got no clients, I've got no money. <laughs> so this is an example of the wounded feminine and how it's impacting you with your marketing. Another one is being stuck in a victim mentality, right? And by that, I mean like you're really believing 100% that external factors are what's stopping you from being successful rather than taking responsibility and fixing them yourself, right? Or rather than trying to find ways to overcome them. There's this famous saying like, uh, I forget who said it, but it was something it's on the tip of my tongue who said it it's not me I didn't say this but I've believed it since I was a kid it's like uh resourcefulness and resources it's not a lack of oh it's Tony Robbins actually that said it there we go it was Tony Robbins that said it it's not a lack of resources that stops you from being successful it's a lack of resourcefulness right? It's not a lack of resources that stops you from being successful. It's a lack of your resourcefulness. So when you're in that wounded feminine energy, you are not being resourceful. You're just saying, well, I can't get clients, Brooklyn, because no one can afford it. I can't get clients, Brooklyn, because I live in a rural area. I can't get clients, Brooklyn, because, 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 right? Um, What we want to do is find a way for you to move out of that wounded feminine and into a healthy Um, feminine energy so that you can start attracting people to your business that's not going to happen while you're you know in, in that state of mind another one is indecisiveness so when we're in the wounded feminine indecisive flitting 
I was going to say flitting and flotting, but that doesn't make any sense. Flitting about from one thing to another. Arming and aring. I'll wait until my ducks are in a row. Oh, this sounds good. I'll wait until next year. Oh, I don't know. Do I need this one or do I need that one? Should I go with the purple branding or should I go with the teal branding? Should I have a leaf for my logo? Should I have a lotus? I don't know. Six of one, half a dozen of the other. If really failing to make clear marketing decisions, that leads to a very confusing brand message, which means you don't get clients. Indecisiveness about your niche, you know, well, I want to help everyone, Brooklyn. You know, I've helped people who are 95. I've helped people who are four. So I help the whole lifespan. No, you don't. You need a, if you're saying you help the whole lifespan, it's true. Perhaps you did see a four-year-old and perhaps you did see a 95-year-old. Great, amazing, well done you. That's awesome. But it's not a niche. And when you're speaking to everyone, you're speaking to no one. And it's this level of indecisiveness that's keeping you from being able to be successful with your business, right? If we're going to the healthy Um, or divine masculine energy in the marketing that's what it looks like this right clarity you've got a really clear message you've got a really on point clear brand and there's a vision for your private practice so the vision is different from your mission your mission is like what's the purpose of your practice but the vision is what you're going to do over the next 12 months so you've got all of that really clear okay you're decisive you make decisions with confidence and those decisions are based on research and intuition okay research and intuition and there's protection you're safeguarding the reputation and the image of the private practice by doing things like having the right policies and procedures in place right especially around things like debt collection the next thing is you know with the healthy divine feminine energy in marketing it looks like this intuition using intuitive insights and allowing them to inform and guide the way you want to market. Being receptive, being open to feedback from your audience and adjusting your strategies accordingly, right? So for me, um, years ago, I did a big thing with my audience and I asked them, like, where do they find information about me? And in my groups up until the start of this year, one of the join up questions was how did you find me and I used all that information to inform my marketing and that was how I knew all my clients come from um, Facebook well when I say all I'm going to say maybe 70% of my clients come from Facebook and maybe 10% come from the podcast others word of mouth whatever maybe some will find me from Instagram but that's pretty rare right um, but using uh, getting being open to getting that information in the first place is so important the other thing that I do um, and I'm just sharing this with you so that you can see I walk my talk is I will go into my groups and say okay our next month's training is coming up what would you like okay and like in the that's in private practice 101 for example in the makers you know I will say to them I'm going to put together some digital products here's a a list for you uh, of things I've been thinking of feel free to add options vote let me know which one you want right so always asking for feedback so important and then being able to act and deliver on it okay um and connection right building genuine deep connections with potential clients by being authentic in your storytelling and by having really empathetic communication so authentic storytelling that's probably 
I do that most here on the podcast just because I feel like we've normally got about half an hour, 45 minutes together. So I could just like ramble on. I don't have the space to do that on Facebook or Instagram because I mean, let's face it, you get rewarded by the algorithm if people watch a video for three seconds. What's that telling you? (laughs) Very difficult to be consistently well, you can be authentic, but not in the way I want to be. Like for me, it's through storytelling, it's through voice, and it's through this 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 medium here. The podcast is how it works for me. But that's you know by you being authentic in your marketing, it also means doing things like, um, you know, when you post on social media, instead of just posting boring stuff about mindfulness and mindful walking be real like talk about why it's important to you talk about the first time you went on one of those mindful walks when did you first even hear about it what was your first experience of mindfulness like I mean did you nail it like the first time or did you have to have a crack at it a few times like that's authentic and that's relatable and that's the divine feminine showing up in the marketing and that's what's going to attract clients to you okay so now I'm going to finish our podcast with five steps that you can take to market your practice Uh, and I'm going to give them to you because they're ways that I am using in my practice that harmonize the masculine and the feminine and I hope it will be helpful for you to hear this and maybe even implement it so if you want to hit pause go get your podcast journal come back Um, that would be amazing if not and you've got a great memory awesome so the first one is really having a defined brand with clarity and intuition. So defining your brand with clarity and intuition. So clearly define what your practice stands for, its mission, vision, and values, right? That's the masculine aspect. And then the feminine aspect is allowing your intuition to guide you in conveying your brand's essence and story. The second thing is engaging with your audience. So the masculine energy or the masculine, you know, way that I do that is by making sure I'm choosing the right platform and strategies to reach my audience. So for me, mine is Facebook and the podcast. That's where I get nearly the all of my work from. I still do stuff occasionally on Instagram. Um, I have a website, but I'm not on it very often. Um, you know, those things are there, but my energy is not, right? My energy is in the podcast and it's on Facebook. Uh, The feminine is about listening actively to your audience's needs, desires and feedback so that you can make changes and adjust your approach to marketing, right? So as I said to you before, it's by asking them questions, taking on board what they're saying. This is really important. And if you don't want to do that, another way is just to look at your insights or look at your data. On my website, for example, um, and I tell people this all the time as well, like I don't hide it, but I've got, I think, 12 or something freebies. And I can, they're all connected to my um, email system, which I use, which is Flowdesk. And I can go in there and I can look at all of the opt-in forms and all of the data. And I can see the things I thought were going to be amazing have flopped. The things I thought were going to flop have actually had the highest number of downloads. So lesson learned. (laughs) And that made me then that led that leads to me then going okay so this is what my audience want it's not what I thought they wanted but they're they're showing me that this is what they want and this is what they want more of how many ways can I give them more of this or can I expand on this for them or can I extend this for them right so that's number two 
Number three, build trust by being consistent and by, by being true, right? By being real, by being genuine, by being authentic. So what this looks like in terms of the masculine energy is that you want to have consistent messaging, right? You want to have consistent branding and you want to have high quality across all touch points in your private practice. So if you have a product that you're selling through your private practice, let's say it's a journal or a planner or worksheet or affirmation cards or something like that, um, that that card deck or that journal or that planner should feel like it came from your practice. It should be recognizable as having come from your practice. So what are you going to do? You're going to put your logo on it. You're going to put your practice name on it. You're going to keep the colors of your practice on it, (laughs) right? Or you're going to keep the font of your practice on it if you're going to change the colors. But there needs to be, they need to like be able to pick that up and instantly recognize where it came from. So if you've got digital products that you're selling through your practice and they're not moving yet, have a look at that, right? The feminine side of that is to, um, again, just be genuine and real in your communication. Show both your strengths, right? The things that you're good at, that you love, et cetera, et cetera, but also your vulnerabilities because this allows your audience to see that you're a real person too, you know, like I share so many vulnerabilities in this podcast. Like I've told you about the mistakes I made with my business and blah, blah, blah. You've heard all of that. And it's really important. I'm always going to be truthful and honest with you, but you it's very different to listening to a podcast where it's all about how great everything is. <laughs> um, so use, you can say, I use both the masculine and the feminine. This is what I'm sharing. The fourth step is to plan and execute things, but do it with flexibility, right? Don't lock yourself into anything. So I made a 30-day plan for October. It's got a plan in it for um, who I want to be, what I want to have, and what I want to be doing, right? And I taught people in my um, private practice 101 membership all about it, so I'm not going to go into it here. But if we look at the masculine and the feminine, Masculine um, is all about setting clear and achievable goals and strategies for my marketing over the coming 30 days, or you might do 90 days. And the feminine is being ready to adapt and pivot, right? So the feminine is, she's all about movement. The masculine is all very stoic. So the feminine is like, okay, I'm going to adapt and pivot based on the changing needs of my audience or needs of my business or shifts in the market. So for me, You know, it was not in my plan for this 30 days to be creating and selling master resale rights courses for people. So I've had to embrace the feminine and allow myself to adapt and pivot. And as you heard before, I've created a new Instagram account. I've got goals for that Instagram account, obviously, (laughs) Um, in terms of sales. um, I don't worry about vanity metrics, but I do want to get sales. So and I do want to get people downloading my lead magnets and stuff like that. So that's how I'm combining the masculine and the feminine in healthy ways. And then the last step is to really evaluate and reflect regularly on the progress of your marketing. So the masculine energy is all about reviewing those insights or metrics and outcomes so that you can see what's working, 
When you know what's working, you're going to focus more on that. When you see what's not working, you're going to celebrate, you know, clink the glasses because you get to stop doing something. (laughs) Um, And then the feminine aspect of that is to really reflect on the emotional and relational impact of your marketing. So really think about client feedback, any testimonials you've had, um, any nice messages that you've had, but also your own intuitive feelings about how you're going with your marketing, right? But by implementing these steps, you'll be able to ensure that your marketing for your private practice is both effective and balanced, and it's going to resonate deeply with your target audience, which means you're going to be attracting people to you. You're not going to be pushing, chasing, doing all of the icky stuff that you don't like doing, right? So that's that. And if you want to learn more about marketing, you can. There is the Marketing with Soul program. You can go ahead and you can join that. Um, And for those of you that want to make some extra money and future-proof your business, um, I think that that would be a really good idea. Uh, You are more than welcome to join us over in the Makers, okay? If you want a link to that, let me know. I'm happy to get it to you. But otherwise, thank you for your time today. I hope this was really helpful. If you have any questions about the masculine and the feminine, let me know and I'll speak to you in the next episode. Have a great day. Bye. I hope that you loved this episode as much as I loved putting it together for you. To get more resources to help you in your private practice, head over to Instagram. My handle is at the private practice coach. And also, if you want more inquiries and referrals for your business, let me know. I have a program called Clients on Demand that opens every quarter and I can absolutely get you some information for that as well. You are doing an amazing job. Thank you for sharing your gifts with the world. Bye.